Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code IKELIVE, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ike Live. Hope you're having a wonderful Sunday evening. I know we are. reason I know is we're drinking beers and laughing, which is a good thing. Um, it is Father's Day. want to take a second and wish all the fathers out there, stepfathers, father figures, want to wish you a happy Father's Day. Uh, it is a tough job being a dad, so congratulations to you. Also, uh, in the first segment, we usually say this, but I want to say it now. I want to send a thank you to our military active and veterans, men and women. Thank you for what you do. Uh, shout out to our firemen, policemen, EMT. Thank you guys for what you do. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Um, Brian, we are going to have a guest on next that I'm very, 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 very excited about. Yes. Um, because... This, uh, this kid is the kind of angler that encapsulates a lot. Not just a good fisherman, but he's got a lot of other stuff going. So I can't wait to talk to him about that stuff. He's also a dad, which is uh, a young father, which is great. I want to talk to him a little bit about that. And he's coming off a big finish, of course, at the last Major League Fishing event. So uh, in just a little bit, we're going to have Zach Burge on the phone. Can't wait to talk to him. And then after Zach gets off the phone, of course, guys, we're going to be doing a uh, MTB unboxing. Riz, what you got back there? Uh, I got I got some some activity here on the message board that that's definitely worth uh, that's definitely worth sharing. And um, before I get to the message board, I also want to uh, make a quick announcement that the Chester County Bassmasters will be holding another open tournament on the Chesapeake Bay on the 27th and uh those guys did a did a a, a swell job yeah. for us uh, over, over the last couple of weeks yeah. of sharing our ike foundation posts so it's only fair that we let people out there know that those guys are having a tournament yes. again on the 27th well-run organization it'll be a top-notch tournament uh as it was yesterday on the chesapeake bay for the ike foundation um but on the message board john mcgraw actually chimed in and said that that tom had four cans of dip in the boat with him yesterday <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> and um and uh the aussie warren says that dave shorts have the smallest bag weight of the night <laughs> <laughs> Travis, wow, you know, what the, everyone in this room that it that will just will say that's not true. You guys, <laughs> Travis G said that the only thing victimized tonight are Dave's blueberries. <laughs> Jesus, God, wow, nice, nice. That was good, uh, man. The smallest bag. Uh, you should know better to wear the the biffle shorts tonight, Dave. Yeah, I don't. Know. I mean, the, when you stand up, they're not. <laughs> you know, right? It's the it's the sitting. It yeah. pulls them up. There's a rise to them. Yeah. There's a lift to them. Let me remind you, too, if you're watching over on Facebook, please like and share the feed. If you do that, you're going to be entered into a contest to win the world-famous Ike Live gift bags. thing weighs 20 pounds. Load it with Ike Live sponsors. Uh, do that. Uh, Riz, let me also remind everybody, Riz is going to be handling IMs the rest of the night. you got a question or comment, especially with Zach coming on, please Hit us up, and we're going to get them through for you. Uh, I think Brian's got them lined up. Very, very excited for our next guest. Uh, I think he's got a tournament coming up. We're going to ask him what he's practicing for. Joining us for the first time on Ike Live, really good guy, uh, Zach Burge joins us on the show. 
How you doing, Zach? Oh. Yep, that's on me. Okay. Two, that's for, two for two. Two for two. <laughs> and again. Let's try it again. Zach, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good, guys. How are y'all? Now, did you expect to come on this show and just have a normal entry? Like, you know, our, we got the worst producer in the world. You knew that was going to happen. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> uh, first of all, Zach, I want to say happy Father's Day to you. I know you're, you're, you're a dad. How's your, how's your Father's Day been today? It's been really good today. Today's been filled with a lot of uh, unexpected excitement, and um, it's just been a crazy day. I'll just put it at that. What you find out? You got another one coming? What happened? What's the unexpected? <laughs> Not yet. Um, <laughs> we uh, we went to bed last night about eleven, and we got woke up at midnight from the neighbor that. My boat was on fire. What? And I, it took me like five times for the guys in the house staying with us yelling my name for me to realize that something something was going on. Like I thought I was dreaming. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Finally got out of bed, ran downstairs, opened the door, and the back of my boat was in flames. And I was like, oh, shit. Huh. I ran back, put some shorts on, ran back downstairs, and – uh it, you know, pretty much the rest of it was just a blur, but I snatched it out into the road and unhooked it. That way I could get it away from the house we were staying at, the other boats that are here in the front yard that we're staying at. Yeah. You know, luckily the fire department got here and got it put out in a decent amount of time. And I got most, pretty much everything out of my boat, tackle-wise and rods and reels that I use um, out. You know, I got to salvage all that stuff, but I don't yeah. really think the boat's in very good shape at all or the engine. Damn. Wow. Wow. That, that's got to be, my- I, I got to be honest with you, that's got to be an angler's worst nightmare. Yeah. It's you know, like, like when you go to sleep at night, there's a few things you like, you know, you, you never, it's a nightmare. You never want to happen. One is you wake up to theft. You know what I mean? Yeah. You wake up and your, your locker bar is ripped up, you know. Uh, another one is you wake up to something, you know, your whole rig being stolen. We've I had prayed that. for that to happen. Well, Dave's prayed for it because he, <laughs> he knew he was going to zero in the tournament. <laughs> but most of us uh, – but, but that's another one. Jesus. So g- give us any, any – re- what happened, Zach? Is it an electrical issue? Was it a we, – We don't really know for sure. Um, I've had a few issues um, throughout the year, electrical issues with the engine that was related that I don't know if maybe some of those carried on to this particular time or if it was something with the charger. All I know is it started in the back and, you know, it was, it came out of nowhere. I mean, I charge my my shop at home all the time. In the back lid, plug it in, leave it open, charge it all night. Next day, unplug it and go fishing or, you know, just leave it until the next time I go. Yeah. And. Wow. this time it was in the front yard, not in a garage here yeah. or shop at home. So it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm really just thankful it wasn't in one of those places. Wow. That's, that's scary. It definitely could have been a lot yeah. worse, right? You could have lost all your equipment. It could have burned the truck up, other, other boats, you know. So you got to look at the positive side Can, of it for sure. Is that, I made an observation. So you said – like, you, you first came out, saw the fire, then you had to go put shorts on. Were you, like, sleeping full frontal? Like, what happened? 
<laughs> of course, Dave wants to know that. <laughs> no, I had some. I had some boxers on at oh, least. All right. Yeah, nice. No, just curious. I mean, you know, if I lived by myself, I would be full frontal. Just in case you're <laughs> now, exactly. I'm, gonna, I'm in a house with like five other dudes. So. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not judging. Yeah. And this. Yeah. Dave would be full frontal in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Pete. Uh, and this has happened before, though. You know, this isn't the first time, Zach. You know, I, I can remember, uh, I want to say, four, year, four or five year, four years ago, Chris Lane had a very similar situation happen at a tournament. The interesting thing, and I, I just got to ask it. I'm, I'm sure this isn't the reason. But the interesting thing, at, when Chris's situation happened, there were two big sort of the conspiracy theories on Chris's fire. One, of course, was lithium batteries. You know, everybody was saying, oh, God, it's lithium, lithium, lithium. The other theory, and, and again, this is just conspiracy theory, was Chris that year, if you remember, he was hot. He was when he won the Classic. He was doing really good. He was at Dardanelle. It was at Shallow Bite. The other conspiracy theory was someone sabotaged his boat. Do you believe any of these two may have happened to you, or what? What do you What do you think on that? Man, I I really don't know. Um, like I said, I had the starter issue, which yeah. I don't know, mm -hmm. have led to further on than what we you know fixed and uh, you know and got back to normal until now, or if it you know just something that was just a freak deal. Like I said, I, yeah. I charge my boat every night, whether I'm at my shop at home or I'm on the road somewhere at a house, and I really just plug it in and forget about yeah. it until the next and i i mean i guess i just fell asleep because i was so out of it i didn't even realize they were hollering my name from outside and it was a cluster wow that's crazy uh by the way where are you zach i guess you're you're practicing for a tournament where are you at right now yeah we're in dayton at lake chickamauga uh practicing for that major league fishing flw super tournament yeah how's it how's it going how's practice been how's the fishing uh I expect it to be a little bit better. Um, it's just been kind of spotty, like getting up, getting in place, and you get some bites, and you feel like you're doing the right thing, and you move down some, and nothing you do seems to be right, and then yeah. you, you move, get another area, things start happening, and you go, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of been spotty. I think it's like a weird, weird time or just a weird situation here going on right now. I'm sure that's not the case for everybody, but yeah, all of them. Yeah. It'll, exactly. it'll be interesting, um, you know, to see this event unfold uh, because this is the first event where MLF guys and FLW guys are combining. So it'll be interesting, I think, to see. I, I'm going to be following along, you know, every day, not just with the fishing, but it'll be interesting <laughs> to see, you know, the feelings of the guys, you know, because we, we talked about it, Zach, a few shows ago, and, uh, you know, we, we – had a couple people chime in that didn't want to say their names from the FLW side that were like, oh, shit, we don't want these guys over here. And then we had other guys say the opposite. You know, they said, we want them here. We want to fish against the best. You know, so it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. But uh, but it's another tournament for you. I wish you good luck in this one. I, I want to... Mike, let me ask you a quick question. Yeah. Jack, are, are you, is your boat decommissioned? Are you out of the tournament? What, what, what so is my the situation? Uh, my boat was hauled down the road to uh, buy a wrecker to, I guess, a lot. I got everything out of it, got it. When the fire department put out the fire, the whole boat was full of water. So all my tackle that was inside at the moment had, you know, a lot of it got wet. So we 
put it on the back of my truck, backed it down the driveway, put it in the garage, put a fan on it, and just left it to dry overnight. This morning, I got up. I uh, First person that really popped in my mind was Wesley. And then I also reached out to Bill Mayo, another friend of mine. Um, and both of them got back to me pretty much at the same time. Uh, Bill, I just jumped in the truck, started heading that way. Alan Glasgow, he let me use his brand new basket puma so very thankful yeah. them work get me back in another boat and uh you know let me use it drove right back here pulled in a drop in the garage i uh just threw together what tackle i thought i needed for the day and went fishing um so it, it's kind of been a from last night at 11 o'clock when i went to bed to waking up at 12 to not going back to bed until like four this morning maybe four thirty to getting back up at 5.45, and then, because uh, I was going to go out and practice with another angler today, Jordan Osborne, and um, then we started thinking, well, maybe I can hit somebody up and maybe find a boat, and then I woke up, texted a couple guys, figured out I was going to go get one, so I took off down the road to get that, got back, I think I got on the water at like 1.30 or 2, and uh, got to practice for a few hours, so I got one more day of good practice, so. It's all good. Wow. It's wow. great to have those kind of friends being able to get that done. Yeah. Keep grinding, man. Just keep pressing through it, you know? Yeah. It's like I can speak to this this year of like to full effect. Like these issues that keep popping up with boats, you know. The more I realize, like the more you just keep pushing through and pushing through and pushing through yeah. and keep fishing, like it, it it seems like the fish gods pay it off for you pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Or you can just yeah. take up gardening and that never fails. <laughs> hashtag always give up. Always give up. <laughs> Love your hashtag, Dave. Always give up. That's, That's a good one. Uh, I, I want to switch gears, Zach, for a second and talk to you a little bit about, um, since it's Father's Day, it's really appropriate, is um, you're one of the young successful anglers on tour, and you're also a young dad, which I, I want to talk about because we have a lot, a lot of people watching this show. We have a lot of young guys watching the show. Uh, that aspire to do what you're doing, right? You know, they're, they're out there, they're grinding, they're fishing regionally. And a lot of them are, are young dads as well. And um, you, you've really, you've got it figured out. You know, I've, I've, I've watched you from afar through social media. And, of course, I get to watch you guys uh, as a family as you're at tournaments. Uh, your wife, um, your family. Uh, the last one, I, I want to tell the story real quick, which is awesome. It was the first day at the heavy hitters at, at Toho. And you were ahead of me that day. I was back in the pack and I was tied up to the dock. We launched out of big Toho Marina and, and your wife, and I don't know if it was your mother or mother-in-law came down with the dock with your little girl. And, uh, and it was this awesome because they're just screaming out at you, you know, go daddy, go daddy, you know, yeah. as you're pulling out. And it, and it was awesome because you, for a lot of years I got to travel with, uh, Drew and Riley, when they were young, they're in their 20s now. And then uh, more recently with uh, my son, uh, Vegas and Stella. And there's nothing like that. There's nothing like traveling with your family, having that support, you know, launching in the morning. I remember the, the Mississippi River last year, you fished a spot where your family got to watch you. Talk a little bit about that. Because I think we've got young anglers that are dads that are intimidated to not do it because they're a father, they've got families, but you're making it work. I, I want to hear that side uh, uh, about about you. Yeah, not you know what you just said about 
kind of being not necessarily afraid, but just hesitant to make it happen. Yeah. And it, I, I was fortunate enough to, to started before um, our little girl came along and not to say that I would have, you know, made a difference really, but I didn't really have bills. I didn't have a lot to worry about back home. So, um, and when I got started, I won a tournament prior to fishing the FLW tour. Um, so I didn't really have to worry about money either at the time because I had just won a tournament, had my whole year basically funded with nothing to worry about. So I fished with an open mind and, uh, you know, it was successful for a few years after that. And then Emma came along and at first it was, you know, she was just a few days old when I think we went to, um, I think it was Lake Oneida, I think was, we went up north and she came and she was just like maybe a week old. She was tiny. And, uh, you know, there's, you don't really know what it, what it feels like or, or what it means to have the support, yeah. um, just to have them there with you. And, and there was a few events early on where I had to leave home and they couldn't come with me and it like to tore me apart. Oh, yeah. uh, it was terrible. Yeah. Um, Wait, wait for a few more years, Zach, and you'll be referring to those days before your beautiful daughter came along as the good old days. <laughs> right. When you're not all young and sentimental. <laughs> when you get old and just life just grinds you down, dude. <laughs> I'm still yeah. sentimental. Yeah. Hashtag always give up. <laughs> Hashtag always give up. Dave's darkness Dave. checking in on the message board. <laughs> sorry, Zach. Yeah, I'm sorry. But, uh. You know, my wife, she's got a, she works for Southwest Airlines and she, she has a lot of flexibility with work schedule, trading days, or, you know, taking a few days off here and there throughout the year. So when our schedules come out, we kind of know what we're going to be faced with as far as going here and what times yeah. she can days off and give away a few days to make it work to where usually when I leave, they're coming with me. If not, I'll go through practice get that out of the way, and then they're usually there the last day of practice and throughout the rest of the event right home with me. Yeah. So, you know, if, if I had to go through a tournament or I was gone for like a month or something and they weren't there with me, you know, it'd make it a lot harder, obviously, you know. Um, so I'm very thankful for the position that she's in and the ability she has to come with Emma to all these events. Yeah, yeah, it, that support's important. I, I can tell you, you know, it. uh when that support's not there, you know, whether your family, your wife, your, your kids travel with you or not, if you don't have that support there, it's tough, you know. And I've, I've seen it both ways. I'm, I'm going to speak from experience here, you know, um, having, uh, you know, a, a wife at home that doesn't really support what you're doing, you know, um, versus having a wife that says, you know, this is my husband's job. You know, this is what he does. He has to go. He's at he's at work. I'm going to support what he does mentally, physically, you know. Dude, the difference is incredible, you know, and, and to have that is so important. So I'm 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 oh, glad yeah. you have that, Zach. But if there's young anglers watching and, and you're a dad, you're a father, you've got one coming, 
It's okay. It can be done. Zach's a great example. And UPS is a great place. Okay. Great careers there, guys. <laughs> UPS is good, too. UPS <laughs> is a good job. My, yeah. wife, my wife doesn't really support what I'm up to, but usually it's because it's no good. So. Right, oh, yeah. right, exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. it involves keys fumbling at 3.30 in the morning, banging right. off the lock. Right, and a lot of vodka. <laughs> and vodka. Dave's high school that. guidance counselor just checked in and said, wow, I'm a failure. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. Oh, Who knew your guidance counselor was watching the show? Who knew? I mean, hey, this is a, this is this is a far-reaching show. Zach, I got a <laughs> <World> question. <renowned. laughs> Zach, we're going to go back to the uh, boat fire. Uh, of, of all your friends that you travel with, which one's going to be one that don't park next to you no more? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the first one? Who's your first guy? Do you think's going to be like you're going to notice that his rig's no longer next <laughs> no. to yours anymore? <laughs> uh, well, this is actually the first time I've stayed with Brandon and, and Jared McMillan, and both of them, I think, uh, are probably not going to let me park next to them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all. Uh, I want to I want to switch it up again, Zach, and talk to you a little bit about um, the other side of fishing, which is uh, another thing we hear a lot. And Pete, I want you to chime in on this a- as well. Um, you're really good. But by the way, before I before I do this, I do want to read some of your stats, Bry, which is incredible. Not my stats. Uh, four years, four years fishing at the pro level, uh, three tournament wins. Um, you know, finished great finishes at the collegiate level, FLW tournaments, and of course now at Major League Fishing. A lot of success in a short period of time. But the one thing I want want you to talk about is. It's not just fishing, and you're one of the guys that when I, when I look at you, you do a really good job of the other side of the sport, you know, um, social media posting, interaction with your fans, uh, you know, work in seminars. Of course, you've worked for us with, at the Bash University. You do a really good job of that, and when the season ends, you know, I see a lot of young anglers that just turn it off. You know, they, they turn off. Oh, I'm done with it. And that's it. You don't hear from them for three or four months. But you start getting active with, with your hunting stuff, with your, your videos, YouTube, social stuff on the hunting side. Um, that's important. I don't, I don't, I don't want to throw another, any of the other young anglers under the bus. I won't mention any names. But a lot of them don't want to do that other 50% of the business. They just want to fish. You do a really good job of it. Talk a little bit about that. Did that come natural? Is that something you had to work at? or t- Talk about that. Um, you know, basically it, when, when we won the college championship, that opened up a lot of doors. Um, so it started pretty much then and it's just been natural ever since then. I mean, I just do it, you know, naturally and, you know, thankfully I've done a pretty good job with it. I feel like, um, and it. You know, even through these times like we've been in the past couple months when, yeah. you know, our stuff has been going on and we've tried to be extra, you know, try to put the extra effort into it to keep sponsors happy and keep everybody happy. That way we can continue to do what we love to do. Um, thankfully, that's been something that's been very easy for me to keep up with. Um, you know, I, I don't really – it just every day I go out, I go fishing – and something pops into my head, and I make a post about it, and we roll to the next day. Um, you know, it's been it's been very easy for me to 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 do that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, I tell you, there's so many, uh, you know, again, I w- would never name anybody, but there's so many young anglers that just want to fish. And I cannot stress, you know, how important it is that you, you do the other side of the job. You know, you do the other side of the business. And, um, well, y- you know, that, that's what gets you through. You know, the, you know the, the promotions, the marketing, the social media, the dealing with the public, the branding. But Mike, isn't that true across the whole spectrum of business? Guys like you, Skeet, Kevin, right? I, I I think it's I mean it's it's true, but you know the reality is that you know you're not always going to catch them. You know you're not always going to win tournaments, and you have to be able to do the other side. So it's it's very very refreshing to see you doing that, Zach. You know, let me let me weigh in just a little bit on this because you know, and I noticed it too. Zach, when I was I was uh, you know preparing for the show and watching how active you are and all the things that you're involved with, I think it's amazing. But when you're a young angler, you know, Mike, and I think this this you're you're trying to become awesome, right? You, so maybe you're not you, you know you've got like in order to be the best football player in the world, you've got to consume yourself with that sport. Yeah, and and that's the same thing at fishing. You've got to consume yourself with fishing. But you still got to do the sponsorship game. So you, you have to try to find that balance where balance, you can yeah. go and 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 because you recognize you're you're still trying to get great. You're still trying to be your best. Yeah. And and you got to try to find that balance. And for years it's been a struggle, Mike. Right? It's like is doing all the sponsorship work and social media and stuff. Is it distracting you from becoming right. your best self as an angler? Yep. And, um, you know, how do, how do you balance all that stuff? Uh, it's been, it's been a hard thing. Uh, but you, you're doing a great job with it, Zach. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, it's been something that, you know, even during like our off season, I'll put content together and content together all year. And then I'll have enough to where I can post it all through our winter months when we're not fishing tournaments. And what I've tried to do with the hunting stuff is, partner with companies that I can continue to just do 365 year round and you know to where it's all natural it doesn't seem like I get away from fishing get into hunting you know and I and I don't I I can continue to work for people all year long instead of eight to ten months and then I take a couple months off you know I want to do stuff for them all year because it's natural and I love hunting probably just as much or more than I do fishing. I just happen to be able to make a lot more money at fishing. Well, um, some of the people on uh, Facebook are saying is, uh, you know, what's happened to you recently with uh, with your fire and stuff? This is a great opportunity to move on from Evanroot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, it's, a, it's a terrible situation of what happened. Um but I will be moving on um, up, you know, I really hadn't put much thought into it where, what I, where I'm going to go from here. Um, first year I'd actually gotten a, what I feel like is a legitimate engine deal and uh, you know, something I was pretty proud of. So I don't, you know, I don't know where it's going to lead from here. I haven't reached out to anybody yet. I'm just going to continue to fish the rest of the year, do my job. And when the time comes, I'll, something happen well i think you're going to be all right uh your your uh your fishing skills this year especially have been really really good zach uh great great performance this year so far 
I want to talk a little bit about that. You're coming off a big one, uh, top 10 finish, Major League Fishing. Uh, I really want to talk about it because I was at the bottom 10% of the field, and you, you were at the top. You had a great event. Um, you found something a little off the wall, which, which is unbelievable because it, it seemed, you know, af after you look at it, you know, of course, when you have a bad tournament, the thing I do, Pete, and I know you do the same thing, is I watch live because I want to know what the hell you missed. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you turn it on and you're like, oh. You know? <laughs> it like that? smacks you in the face. You yeah. know, it's like a big boom right in the face. Um, but you had a great event there, found something a little off the wall. That's really become your, your MO too, Zach. I noticed that. A lot of – a lot of times you're finding stuff the other guys don't find. You're doing stuff the other guys won't do. Such a cool way to fish. Reminds me of an old Jeff McGee. You remember that angler, the beer nut yeah. guy? Dude, yeah. Jeff would run up rivers. He would freaking lock 30 times to get to fish. <laughs> like crazy shit that I would never do. Uh, but talk a little bit about this last tournament, Zach. A lot of us got to watch it. Uh, super cool pattern. Talk a little bit about that event. Um. Basically, before I, before we went there, I was thinking about two things. One was catching a big fish for a lot of money, and two was Red Crest getting good points because I was in that kind of position where I wasn't secure yet, but if I finished good, I'd be locked in pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, so I was more concerned with points. Uh, once I actually sat there and thought about it and thought about it, I thought, well, I'm just going to go try to play this as a normal tournament, try to stay high and, and uh, finish good and get some good points and move on. And uh, if I catch a big fish, you know, that's just a bonus. Um, with that being said, I thought when we go here, it's going to be an offshore grass thing. I just figured that was going to be the obvious. And a lot of guys caught them out in the grass. I mean, I Jordan won it, um, which congratulations to him. He's a stud. Um, but – I could never get it going in practice. I fished and I drifted through there. I did everything I thought imaginable to catch a bass out in the middle of the lake somewhere. Um, <clears throat> it just didn't happen. So it was like late the last day of practice and there was a thunderstorm coming and I was kind of over in the corner of the lake and there was a canal that went up and I saw a bridge. I thought, well, hell, I'll go sit up under this bridge for a minute, let this rainstorm pass. But when I came around the bend, I looked up past the bridge and I could see some water coming in. I thought, that's got to have a bass on it. So I eased up under the bridge. I power pulled down. I was sitting there. I let the storm blow by. As soon as it did, I got on the trolling motor and I got up there real quick. First cast, I caught like three and a half. Next cast, caught like three. Next cast, caught like another three. I was like, all right, this is my this is my spot where I can come, get good points, finish decent. You know, this if I can get here first, this yeah. is going to be a month. Um, didn't think I'd catch a big one by any means out of it, but I thought I'd do good. Um, so the first day of the tournament, I rolled right there. I think I was about 12. Um, nobody ahead of me went there. I whipped right in. Power pulled down just short of it when line's in. I only caught three fish out of it, which blew my mind because it was still flowing just as hard in. Um, I really thought it was somewhere I could pull into and catch like 30 pounds quick. Yeah. Just didn't pan out, so I thought there was this many fish here in practice where I was catching every cast. They they couldn't have gone far, so I turned around and I just drifted back down the canal and was really just trying to figure where they might have went. And just just 
after you get in the canal, there's a little bend and a big, and there's a pretty good hole in it. And from fishing it throughout the tournament, I kind of learned more about it. There's just a depression. Seems like there's a couple of shell places in it, good clean bottom, a nice cut bank where the current hits up against with some uh, grass with stuff hanging off the edge of it. I saw it in practice and I saw some fish busting there, but I couldn't ever get them to eat anything. Um, and I went right by them without even thinking about it. Well, once I figured out I wasn't going to catch them on that pipe, I, I put more time into figuring out how to catch them. And basically throughout the tournament, I learned how to there. Um, that was just one of the places. It ended up being pretty good the first day. I caught a bunch of fish out of there. I think I caught like 50-something pounds between there and another spot back up towards takeoff that I fished late in the day. Um, it was just kind of one of those things where I had to leave what you hear you do in Florida or what yeah. is and bring what, you know, basically has got me to where I am today. Yeah. Florida. Yeah. And, uh, not doing that a lot of places because I go places and I, you know, you do your research and you read and you watch YouTube and you're like, all right, this is what I need to do when I get there. I buy a thousand dollars off type of warehouse. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so it just goes yeah. back in the bus back of the truck and I go back to, I resort back to what I, you know, what I've done since I started bass fishing is just fish. Like I like to fish and I make it happen. Yeah. Um, what I did there, I fish current related stuff and Hell it yeah. paid off. That, we had rain that led up to it. Just perfect scenario. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I, I did exactly what you said is what I did. I fell victim to, you know, saying big bass in Florida, summertime, early summer pattern, right? You have to be fishing off the bank, you know, that isolated, you know, grass out there or brush piles, or you have to be flipping. Uh, and I was so hung up on that that I avoided, you know, the obvious, or I avoided my strengths, you know, and that can kill you in a tournament. It, it did kill me. So it was awesome to see you do that, you know. Um, it's and dominant. Yeah. And absolutely dominated. And dominated. Let me ask you this question real quick, because I was watching some of your highlights and they talked about, and I didn't get to see it on the day one, because you crushed it on day one of this event. You, They say you caught the same fish twice? Yeah, I did. It was weird. Uh, I caught the, I caught this fish. It was like, it weighed four six that morning off a of crankbait and uh, caught it. I, I realized what, it, the fish had a special marking. It had an eye that was like, it was glowing red. It was just, it was a bad eye, but it, you know, it was just <laughs> looked at it, and I was like, damn it. <laughs> That's awesome. And, uh, let him go. And I uh, fished the rest of the day. Well, I came back in there, and I was throwing a topwater bait um, back through this, like, little pond that was just adjacent to the canal that had water flowing through it. Walking it right through there. Good fish comes up, eats it, set the hook, and the fish, I had boat position on a place where if she didn't go, back out into the canal, I wasn't going to be able to bring her straight to the boat. And she happened to go left, which went to the back of the pond. And so it led me to pick the power poles up and try to haul ass and get around the corner and work her over to me or jump out of the boat and go get her. So I just kept her coming. She got right to the grass and I just pulled her up onto the grass and I jumped out, went and picked her up, brought her back to the boat. Uh, in the moment, that was the best thing possible awesome. to do. That's awesome. Another first that fish was 
she had the same, it was the same, you could, I mean, it was the same eye, same bad eye, same markings. I mean, it was, but uh, there's no way I just caught the same wow. fish twice. Like the fish came up and just kind of like nipped it or sucked it under. Like she crushed that topwater bait. And once I got her in the boat, I was like, dude, this is crazy. I caught, I've never caught the same fish twice. It's not been off of a bed or, you know, some scenario like that. And to, to do it there within 15 yards of where I caught it the first time is pretty crazy. That's crazy. There, there goes our two-day theory, Pete, that a fish won't eat for two days after it's hooked. Right. <laughs> right. right. Hey, the benefit caught- of the MLF scoring, you know, where you can you can benefit from that. That's yeah. that's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, I caught the same five-pounder twice in Rapopo Creek, both once on a crankbait, once on a buzzbait. It was a five-pounder with a big giant – Water turkey V mark on the back of its neck in the same on the, day on its back. Now, like that same year, like that same oh, like yeah. spring, summer, fall. Yeah, same giant fish, man. I guarantee you, there <laughs> were some fish caught today on the bay that were caught yesterday. There yes, may have been. But I'm saying you caught the Guaranteed. same fish. Like he identified the one-eyed fish. I'm saying the, the same identifying the same fish that you right. caught yourself. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Did I, I got a question, Zach? On your offshore stuff, like, was there any company out there? Like, did you have it all to yourself? Well, he uh, doesn't he doing like grass stuff? I didn't fish much offshore. Um, <laughs> so I'll tell you that, that's how how much Dave watches. I'm paying attention. I thought he, I thought, I thought you guys were talking no. about grass and Scotty Pippen with the assist. Scotty Pippen, <laughs> I'll just shut up and go back. <laughs> Dave's got to go back to UPS this, now. This was my partner yesterday. <laughs> no wonder they only weighed 14 pounds or 13 or 15, what was it? Ah, oh, 15, whatever. But you were you were, you were fishing. You yeah. were fishing up a, a creek, and you 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 were by yourself. Did you did you get much company? Uh, yeah, actually, I, we got quite a bit. Um, day one, I didn't see. There was nobody fishing. The first creek I went into, nobody was there. Nobody was at the mouth of it. Nobody was anywhere to be seen. When I pulled up to the second place I went later in the day, Justin Lucas was sitting on one side of the mouth of it, which he left like 10 minutes after I got there. And then Randy Howe pulled in and he fished that side of it pretty much the rest of the day. Um, and I fished from the mouth in about, I don't know, a hundred yards or so, 120 yards. Um, nobody else was over there all day the first day. Yeah. They it's, t- it's, it's, cr- it's crazy. Cause I, you know, again, you know, when you're in a tournament, you know, and you're, you're not doing well, you know, you, you want to, you know, you want to figure out what you need to do the next day, you know? And it's, it's funny, Zach, because MLF, and, and I'm going to explain this because a lot of our viewers might not know the exact procedure, but in MLF, we're not allowed to look at any of the footage on MLF when, while we're in the tournament, right? Okay. So I can't go, I can't get back from a day of fishing and go back, hop on MLF.com. I can't look at blogs, can't look at pictures. But they literally, they send us a link, right, at the end of the day. And they say, this is the link you can look at. And I, I love the theory. I love the spirit of that, right, because they're trying to keep it even. They're trying to keep an even playing field. I yep. love the spirit of it. Yep. Um, but I also don't like it a little bit, you know, because – you know, they get the select sort of the images and yeah. the content that comes out, right? True. So, 
you know makes hole jumping way harder. It makes hole jumping harder, but it, it, unless you're one of the guys that was on a spot and you're in one of those select yeah, but images, hold on, but hold on, but it may, but, but it also can make it easier, right? Because when those images came out, Zach, you know, you you were in a few of those images, you you know, and it was very very obvious that you were in an area with current, right? Current, and so you know when I when I saw when I clicked on that link of here's the link you link you click on clicked on it and I'm like. Oh fuck! You know, <laughs> you s I saw the current. I'm like, God damn it! It was so fucking obvious. You know, it's hot. It's current. They release eight billion fish right there. Why the hell didn't I go up there? That's what I was thinking. You know, yeah, in my mind. And then, and then after I got booted, I got to watch it. And then it really sets in. Like, oh fuck! I should have. You know, why didn't I practice up there? That that's what I was thinking. But I, you know, I got to watch after I got booted. I got to watch as the event went on, and I was kind of mad. I was kind of mad at what I saw, you know. And I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. You know, I'm not even competing. And this is coming from, Zach, I'm the most competitive guy you'd ever meet. I, I'm serious. You know, a lot of guys, I get a bad rap because I'm competitive. You know, I w I'll get right in somebody's grill if I found that spot. If I don't think I'm encroaching on somebody, Fuck yeah. I'm going to I'm going to pressure it. He's cut our throat, Zach. He oh, didn't yeah. even find I, a spot. Believe me, I, I, this is coming. <laughs> this is coming from a guy who is. I've done it all, but in that one, I was like, "Fuck, I missed it." That was my mindset. I missed it. Yeah, you know. And I just be honest with you. I'm. I was frustrated. I was frustrated watching it. You, you know watching what happened you know and i i was questioning what happened i was frustrated with guys coming in that weren't there the first day weren't there that up there with zach and his round you know even more so i well, question were they day two guys well see and it, and this is where you know this is where you got to start getting scientific on it right you know so zach's second round when guys show up that weren't in there you can definitely point some fingers there but in, in the next group's round, people were there, right? Skeet was in there. Uh, David Walker was in there. Two guys that weren't in your round. Then you start to say, well, did they find it too? They may have, right? Of course. They may have. Absolutely may have found it. Or maybe they didn't find it. Maybe they didn't find that. Maybe they clicked on that same link that I clicked on, and they could fish in that next round, knowing that Zach's not up there. And they go up there. Did that happen? I don't know. You can never know without looking at the, the, the date stamp on their waypoints, right? But for sure, it pissed me off, Zach, when I saw in your second round guys up there. Uh, I talk, talk a little bit about it because I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm mad by it. It's got to it's gotta piss you off a little bit. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt it did. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that's I'm fairly quiet. Um, but I'm very, very short-tempered as far as I, I keep my cool until it pops. And when it pops, there's really no going back. Yeah. And, you know, when I, when I rolled back up there the second day, I went down to the creek I started in, fished. It wasn't really happening that morning there. So I thought, okay, I'll run back up the lake and fish the other spot I've been fishing. Pulled in there, and uh, Randy was on the other side where he was the first day. He fished, and uh, I started out at the mouth, and I fished and caught a few. 
it kind of slowed down. I said, okay, I'm going to start easing my way in and fish the other, you know, basically 100 yards that I've been fishing. And when you go in there, the current's like stroking. It's mm-hmm. I'm like seven, just a whole man. I'm fishing my way up through there. And every now and then I get, there's like, there's little certain areas where you had to make a certain cast to get bit. And mm. it was basically like sandbar, rolling sandbar humps through there. And the fish would position themselves on the bottom side of it. You catch them. Um, but when I came around the corner, there was an angler sitting power pulled down, like right, right on what you would call the juice. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the very first thing that popped out of their mind was, you know, their mouth was, I had no idea you were hit fishing here the first day. Hmm. Hmm. To me, you know, the first thing that popped in my mind was, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 The thing that I was just be cool, you know, got a camera, don't do nothing stupid, just yeah. keep fishing. You know, it'll work itself out. Thinking that the other angler that was there would see me and go, let's just go ahead and, you know, let's get out of his way and, you know, go down below him at least and let him fish where he wants to fish um, until he leaves, maybe. Yeah. Um, my whole thing with it is there was nobody there day one, not at any point during the day that I see this person there yeah. anywhere. Yeah. And, uh, I'm find out they caught like one fish for like two pounds or something, and then all of a sudden you show up magically and you're on you're on the X, and uh, you know to me it wasn't that it was. It's like you said a few minutes ago. It's there's no, you know, there's no positive way to say this happened or that happened. Right. But e there's a there's a you know a level of respect that when I came around the corner, not saying that you should pack up and leave but just you know be courteous enough to pick your poles up and drift drift by and say you know go wherever you need to go since i was leading um and the fact that you weren't there the first day yeah right with it yeah um you know but it's not something i'm gonna have hard feelings with or anything i mean it's done it's shit it's over it's no big deal but you know i was i was so mad Zach, I've already had a couple whiskeys, and I don't want to mess this up like I did where you were fishing. Did he? Did we say who it was before we started talking? No, we didn't. We didn't say who it was. All I, right. And and, and uh, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I again, this is all now from afar. You know, after I see, you know, I'm booted out of the tournament, and I can can watch all this live. I, I think it's more than one guy. <laughs> okay. I think I think it's more than one guy, and that's me saying that, right? Um, I I I think it's, I think it's wrong. I think it's. Uh, you know, when when a guy gets so desperate, you know, that like points and qualifications and all that yeah. shit becomes so important that they're going to do something like that. That's not that ain't right, man. And and believe and again, this is coming from me. I've done some fucked up shit in my career. You know, I'm 23 years in. I've I haven't done it all right. <laughs> but something like that, that's that obvious. So he didn't leave. What? Yeah. What happened? What happened when you guys had words? What, what what was the next, you know, what did you do and what did they do? What I did was I knew how my temper is and I just, I didn't say, all I said was I fished up to about right where you're sitting and that was all I said. And then I knew if I kept going, it was going to spiral out of control. So I didn't say anything 
I fished right in there for a few minutes and I just drifted back down the creek and I decided to run back to where I started just to get away from it and take my mind off of it. Um, for me being in that situation where I was, if I had kept fishing there and kept thinking about it, it would have factored into how the rest of my day played out. And I didn't want that. So when I knew that he wasn't going to leave because there were several times where he'd pick his power poles up, and I guess his trolling motors were already burned up from sitting in the current all, all morning to where, you know, he'd pick his poles up and he'd crank his big motor up and he'd spin the boat around and blow out the creek and then ease back up and pull down. I was just like, dude, I got to get the hell out of here. This is just making me. Yeah. Doug, Doug Hayes uh, on Facebook su suggests that you guys should have had it out in the octagon. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been a good. So did you catch him that day? I wish I followed this so I know who we're even talking about. I'm trying to envision. <laughs> yeah. He caught the shit out. Well, did did he catch him that day? Oh, I'm good. And then when we came back around to knockout round, um, the two the two individuals that you know more or less basically, um, they both fished in there when Skeet and I didn't have to fish, and they blasted them again. And then final day, uh, when Skeet and I got to fish again, there was nobody in sight. They got to do something with the pictures on the link. That's got to go away. Yeah, yeah. Well, so so that's that's a good point. You I know? mean, it's like a selective information rule. That yeah. The powers that be, whoever they are, are choosing. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna release photos of these guys, but not these guys. Like show the sucky yeah. guys. Then. Choosing, show yeah. the, if you have to show a picture, show the guys right. who didn't catch nothing. This yeah, guy that, weighed in three pounds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's definitely you know part of the issue. I think is is the league. You know, and, and the system that they have and what they show, what they don't show, it's at their discretion. I think that's part of the problem. But the other, the bigger part of the problem is the guys that, you know. Do it. And, and again, this wasn't one of those ones that is a maybe in my book. This is one that I looked at and I'm like, oh, they, they fucked you. They fucked Zach. You know what I mean? Like, that's my mind went right to that. They weren't yeah. in there. They didn't, they didn't fish in there in practice. They saw well, the current and that pick. They knew, you know, once you saw that image, it was, I knew, you know. Right. And instead of well, saying, oh, fuck, I missed it. It's, that's a, it's, those are real. I bombed, I bombed the first day. I got to go in there and get points. You know, that's what yeah. pisses me off. And it affected the outcome of the tournament. Right. It affected the I, outcome of the tournament because it, let's say it's just you and Skeet were the only two legitimate anglers that found that. You know, Think about all the fish that were caught, you know, because, you know, that were taken away, you know. You sure. and Skeet have a higher finish. You and Skeet maybe have a shot to win. You know, they affected the outcome of the tournament, which is no bullshit. Which is total bullshit, man. Total bullshit. I don't like it. Well, well let me, let me, like, if I saw those images, like, uh, and I noticed that, that, like you're saying, I'm allowed to look at these images and I see current. Right. And I bombed. I bombed on, on my day. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I may not know where Zach is fishing or the other guys with Kern are fishing, but I'm going to be looking at my map saying, man, let me go. I, I'm going to go fish one of these current places. I'm, I'm going to go yeah. find one. Well, there's one current place. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, believe me, I did that. Like, I did that. Like I said, well, you know, Zach's catching, you know, look at this map. Where is their current? Where else is there current? The, there is no other current. The current place. You know? 
Mm. There's very few places. If it's not that one creek, it's got to be like a pipe flowing in or something or, a, a, you know, kicked on, t- pumping out flood water. And it's not so much that, like, you know, the sizzle reel thing is, I mean, that, that's legal for us to watch. They want us to post it on social media. But at the same time, then like this person admitted to seeing it was a current related place and going, just like you said a few minutes ago, damn, I need to go fish in current related places. And, you know, that effectively changed the outcome of the tournament. Changed the outcome of the tournament. So, I, so I, is this something – now, I, I followed it along with it a little bit uh, when it broke a week or so, or so ago. I heard that MLF was investigating. Is that true? Has anyone heard anything like that or no? Just a social media rumor? Something like that. And uh, the sizzle reel thing is supposed to be being modified. Rethought. Okay. Uh, isn't, there's certain things where the sizzle reel doesn't affect it as much or if at all like it did at this particular situation. Um, and I think if, you know, they just they should have been more uh, – I don't necessarily say they lack the knowledge to realize what was going on. Everybody else exactly what's going on or what, but you know, there's certain things you should, you shouldn't post. And that was one of the things that really just, they gave, they gave, they showed your hand uh, by doing that sizzle reel like that, you know, and uh, whoever was in charge that, you know, should have known that, uh, that that's not what should have been, you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there, there were a lot of mistakes made. You know, I mean that's that's basic. That's basic. We all know well, that. You see a guy practicing. Yeah. You know, see guys practicing that that catch one, and he'll act different if other boats are around. Right. So I mean that's right. We caught a two pounder the other day and had a guy do a U turn mm-hmm. and pull up right next to us. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I mean, but the, I mean, then I got in trouble for asking what he'd sound like if he was a bird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, there were a lot of mistakes made. The one, the first mistake is, you know. Is this sizzle real thing? You know, is this the right thing to do? The production guys at MLF, they're not fishermen. Yeah. They don't know. And here, yeah. here go the production guys affecting the outcome of a tournament. Right. Travis Travis on the message board said that we'll all be able to see who it was in 17 months when it airs on TV. Right, right. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, the other point of it, the other point of it which makes me mad is we have a sportsmanship rule in Major League Fishing, right? Yeah. We have a sportsmanship rule. To me, this is a this is a breaking of a sportsmanship rule, you know? They're fining me for saying uh, fuck and damn and shit. Yeah. They're fining me every other tournament, but they're going to let something like this, which is a clear violation of a sportsmanship rule to yeah. me. So that's, that's another problem. stupider than face masks. That's another problem. There's a lot of problems. But the main problem is the anglers themselves. Once again. It's corny. Dude, those guys, we, we don't have to say the names. Those guys that moved in knew exactly where you were fishing, Zach. They knew exactly where you were fishing. And instead of saying, damn, I missed it, or damn, let me go find current somewhere else, they just went right. in and fished. That ain't right, man. Nah. That ain't right. It's been a totally different outcome had I seen them there day one. Right. You know, if you're in. Great. Come on back and fish it again. Fish yeah. as much as you want. Yeah. But not be there at all. To not be seen on the whole lake itself. Yeah. And then go up because you saw it in Sizzle Reel and yeah. show it right on. Yeah, it's just 
it's messed also up. interesting that the two guys were fr are friends that showed up in there mm. too. That's interesting. They when you're not supposed to talk to each other. But anyway, that's another subject. Is that, is that true? You're not allowed to talk even with... No, you can't talk to your buddy about like where to go or what to do. I mean, there's... You can't? No. No, you can't talk about fishing at all. If you've got your friend that you're rooming with. Like, I room with Ish, you know, once in a while. And, like, it's very uncomfortable because you can't. Like, it's... Yeah, to like, the point. What are you talking and about? the two of them showed up in that spot? Yes. So day one, neither one's there. Right. Day two, one of them's there. And day three, two of them are there. I'm oh, come saying. on. I'm just saying. Oh, jeez. I'm just saying. Good job, MLF, on doing <laughs> nothing. <laughs> uh, uh, let me remind everybody. Let me remind everybody watching. If you've got a question or a comment about what you're hearing, please hit us up on the IM. Riz, what do we got coming through? <laughs> uh, other, other than Travis G wanting to know, um, if it's going to be available in 17 months, oh, um, right. Wawa Hoagie Lady <laughs> wants the MLF to show more meltdowns on, <laughs> the, uh, yes. on the live stream. In that, at this point, they might as well give participation trophies. Yeah, <laughs> participation trophies. That's true. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. Also, the Chesapeake Bay says that I look like a cast member on Caddyshack. Wow. Yeah. Wow, no, more real, you're more that. real world than you are. Uh, no, nah, he was real world before the COVID. Yeah. He, he or got a haircut and. Uh, no, he's old, old world. <laughs> yeah, now he's old world. Old world. <laughs> Mike, I Mike I, let me ask you this, Mike. You know that there's current, and that's a pattern, and you got to go out and fish the next day. Yep. How do you not go in? Uh, well, you're asking me because I was in that situation. I caught shit the first day. Let's see. I caught, I actually caught two keepers the first day and I was right. in, I don't know. I, I was in like 30, I was in the thirties, which isn't terrible. You know, I still had a chance to come back. Right. And um, you just got a piece of information yep. that tells you that current is dominating that tournament. Yeah. And <laughs> I know that there's one place with current. I know that I didn't. I missed it. I pract I didn't practice in there, and it hit, it hit me. I'm like, fuck, damn. But I also know that the guy that's leading is in that creek. I'm not going in there. Am I looking at the map and saying, is there other places with current? Absolutely. You start looking at other canals. You say, oh, maybe this canal has current. And on the right. second day, I actually checked a few out that were all slack. But ne I didn't. I didn't think I got to save my season. I got to save my points. I got to make the red crest, so I got to go in there and fuck Zach. I never, I didn't, I, I didn't go through my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe, it, maybe I'm just getting older, and at this point in my career, I don't care anymore. You know? Maybe it's because it's major league fishing, and I kind of don't care anymore. I got kind of over it. I don't know. I got, I got a question, Zach. Forgive me for not knowing these stats, but how, how many pounds were you ahead after day one? Uh, I don't know. I think I had like 52 or 53. I think second was like 30 something. Okay. So you had a big lead, right? 17, 17 pounds, I think. Right. Yeah. And, and you were, you were the only guy doing that. You, you were the only guy fishing up that Creek, um, in the current, but there was still a ton of other fish caught in that tournament. There were a lot of fish caught that were not in that Creek. So as a competitor, right, there's, there's, there's two options. Either I'm going to go. I'm going to go poach this guy's shit, 
yeah. that I, I now know after seeing a fucking picture of where he was fishing. <laughs> or yeah. or yeah. I'm gonna look at the I'm gonna look at the lake and Try say to find something else. There's a bunch of other guys on this on this lake that are fishing the same tournament. A bunch of big fish were caught. Yeah, other parts of the lake. Yeah, there let were me fish. go figure. Let me go figure something else there out. There were fish caught flipping on other parts of the lake. There were fish caught in grass. So eat, those are the two grass. options you have: either you go poach, yeah. or you go figure something else out. Because yeah. clearly, it's not the only way to catch a fish on the lake is go up in that creek. Right. So. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It. It. You know. It. It was wrong. I. I think you handled it well, though, Zach. Because you're, you're probably going to get a bigger fine for the show tonight than the guys that cheated. In that probably. Yeah. I probably will. Yeah. And that's okay. I'll take the fine. <laughs> I'll take the fine. I'll probably take it. Uh, I. I think you handled it well, Zach. You know, and you ended up with a great tournament, great points. You know, you got the. You. You accomplished what you wanted to, which is. You know, you, you just got to go catch a couple fish next week at Sturgeon Bay or in a couple weeks, and you're good. You know, yeah. so you, you handled it well. I think you handled it better than a lot of people, especially me. I don't think I would have handled it that good. No. <laughs> no. Uh, let me remind everybody, uh, you're watching Ike Live. We've got Zach Burge on. We're talking all kinds of stuff. It's a good show. Uh, Zach, I know you've got a day of practice tomorrow, but before we let you go, we do have a very, very uh, special guest joining us right now. Uh, and we're going to... Oh, sorry, Mike. We're going to invite him on to talk with us, and I think he's just got a few questions for you uh, before we let you go. So I'm going to put the spotlight on our guest. Uh, first of all, guest, how are you tonight? Thanks for joining us here on the Ike Live uh, show. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Well, I don't get an introduction on the Ike and Alwi show. Yeah, so I believe your name is, and l let me get, if I get this correct, this is in my notes from Brian. Is it Nadrian Navina? Everybody, Nadrian Navina, welcome Correct. to Ike Live, Nadrian, Nadrian Navina. So the first thing I'd like to say is I never saw a sizzle reel in my life. I don't even know what you're talking about, all right? You're telling me you don't, you, you don't do you What is that, a sandwich at Gina's? I don't even know what that is. No, it's a, it's a clip of what these guys did. It's like a highlight reel of what, what they did the day before. Right. I'm, I'm on the Ike and we show. Zach, I got a question. Is there anything I did illegal? <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> I mean, I showed up to fish, or any of the rules or legal saying I can't be up in there fishing. Call it how you see it. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's a free country. I can be up in there fishing if I want to. I don't know. I mean, I, I you know, <laughs> day one I didn't catch them where there was no current. Second day I said I'm gonna go where there's current. And I went up in there, and you happened to be fishing where I was fishing. My power poles were down. Yours weren't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nadrian, I, I think you, I, I know you're from the Belmar area. Or yeah, somewhere. the Belmar Triangle, Gloucester, <laughs> Belmar, Brooklyn. <laughs> you may be getting a little aggressive. I have. Oh, a, sorry. I, that's okay. I have a question for you. What's What's up with the hat? Is it a captain's hat? Yeah, I'm a captain also. <laughs> okay. I don't just fish for bass. I fish for striped bass, and I captain down in, in the Cape Mace. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> I got you, Nadrian. We, we can't see your face, Captain. No, because I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making me break, break character, Kuzik. I didn't even I, I didn't even know what you, you're talking about. I didn't know you were still on the show. <laughs> Nadrian, did you have any other questions or comments for Zach? I mean, no, hey, Jack, good job for finding my spot. How do you think about that? <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. This is very awkward. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know, Jack. I mean, I, no hard feelings. I mean, I would like to go out and shoot some quail with you. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Dang. <laughs> oh. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Danger. Thanks for coming in tonight. Yeah, no problem, Mike. And Ali, thanks for having me on. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. No problem. All right, Danger and Davina, everybody. <laughs> so glad he popped into the show. Sounded <laughs> like Ed Bassmaster. It, it was a no, Ed. In so the, fresh listen. out of Belmar Lake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For people that don't know, like in our area, like we have. Delco, which is Delaware County in Pennsylvania. We have Lower Bucks County, which is above Philadelphia. And we have all of, like, the Bridesburg, Fishtown area. <laughs> we also have, like, Gloucester, Belmar, and Brooklyn. And almost everyone in this room at least knows one guy that talks like that. A local accent. And they grew yeah. up exactly yeah. where we did, and they pronounce, like, Dowers, Eagles, Shondy, Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> like, they do it like that, and none of, no one else does. Like, I don't do it. I know two guys that do it. And Brian knows a guy a that does it. And they uh, just like it. Yeah, it's bizarre, uh, dude. Local dialect. Tuesday. It yeah. is, man. It's like this dialect and a dialect of our horrible marble mouth accent. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, Zach, I appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Uh, I, I, I just want to wish continued success. You've got a big one coming up here. Uh, go out and win that thing, man. Go out and win it. I, I don't. I think it'd be. I think it'd be great to see an MLF guy Absolutely. come over to FLW and win. You yep. know, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, it'd be cool. I appreciate y'all having me tonight. Yeah. Good luck this week. Stop shooting bottle rockets off the back of your boat. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Burge, everybody. Thanks, Zach. Hey, thanks, thanks, Zach. Good luck. Good luck, buddy. That was awesome. Nadrian just totally created silence, which is kind of cool. It's kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, we had funeral, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't, he wouldn't play. No, I, I wouldn't either. No, nah, yeah, I was be, too he's soon. Gotta, he's got to be on good behavior. And he had a bad day. Yeah. He had a boat yeah. fire. He had, he had a bad day. He got whole yeah. jumped. Nobody's yeah. trying to laugh. Sometimes, <laughs> though, sometimes when all that stuff's going on, you know, like, uh, you, you know, there's a lot of negative stuff going on. Dude, sometimes you refocus even more. You know what I mean? Honestly, like I can remember some tournaments where I felt like the world was crashing oh, down no, that, on me. No, you you use that. You, oh, yeah, yeah. And you Mike, turn it into something. Yeah, yeah. You, you you fuel you you take fuel from fire. Yeah, dude. Well, that's what I mean. You know, Zach's, some dudes don't. Zach's boat <laughs> burned up. He's got some bad stuff going on. I I bet you he has a strong tournament. I don't want to tell you what Brian called Lord Jesus. I won't do it. I, just, I, would, I only won't tell nobody. Oh, you talking about yesterday? No. Oh. No, I learned about it. Oh, okay. Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was there for that day. A, a torpedo prop got, got mangled in that same Like alley. I always said, I looked for Jesus. I didn't find him. I found Jesus that day when I heard what he said. Oh, stop. Yeah. <laughs> Is there, it's not true. None of it. <laughs> it ended up being all right, though. He might have used that, that anger as motivation because we no. caught him that day. I got so. you. Yeah. No. So you know what? FLW's got to get. I mean, FLW, MLF's got to get rid of the pictures. You can't do it. Yeah. I mean, you either you either allow it outright, or mm -hmm. you don't allow it. Yeah. That's you know, the other that, side I don't of understand point. how you, they don't do anything though, or have they? But I mean, like I they're not there on day one. No. One dude's there on day two that wasn't there on day one, and then day three, him and his roommate are in there. Yeah. 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 Oh, come on. That's. Man, that's that's so hard to prove. It's so hard to document. You're Everybody right. 
make their adjustments. Right. Like, you know, like when, I, they, they have. when I bomb, well, I guarantee you, when I bomb after day one on an event, I'm going to new water on day two. I'm trying something but else. If you I'm, knew the leader was somewhere, would you go in there? Like, you knew it. It wasn't a question, Pete, right? Yeah, you got it. You bombed. You got to go find new water. Well, let me ask you this. If yeah. I practiced in there, yeah. And, and, if you practiced and, in there, caught fish. Absolutely. It, if I no, if I practiced in there and opted not to go in there on day one, and then I obviously know that that it's happening in there, and I missed it, I I guessed wrong on day one. Right. I'm in, I'm I'm in a dilemma. Like I I I want I know to go there, you know, and and that's how I'm going to get myself in contention to win. I mean, how do you not? You know, it's it's difficult. How do you not do it? Like you know, especially like. Maybe guys that are frustrated with, uh, you know, they, they haven't had the success they want or they've got to find their way into the winner circle. I mean, I, I get it, man. It's, it's yeah, I, I don't know. No, I, yeah, but what's even worse is they, they reveal your spot instantly. Then by the time you forget about it a thousand days later, they're airing the damn thing on TV to remind you and re-victimize yeah. you. Yeah. You know? it, <laughs> and it, <laughs> That's it's like they got inf- they got information <laughs> that they shouldn't have had, Mike. They got information that they shouldn't have had, right? And that's that's tough. Yeah. How many guys are watching that show in their day off? You know, how do you police that? Well, they police it through. They have a full time uh, polygrapher that is at every event. So that okay. this guy Mark, really good guy, ex cop from up in Maine, uh, good friends with Troy. Okay. Uh, Lobster Troy. Lobster Troy. Lobster uh, Troy. Mark shows up. He's there the first day of the tournament, and he stays through the last day of the tournament. And they do random polygraphs every day, and they also can do polygraphs based on on the circumstance, right? So that's how they police it, you know? That's you know, one it'd way be to funny as a joke to have hidden cameras film and Mark walk up around guys and guys just being like scooting away from like Mark like oh my god Mark is he going to ask <laughs> <Yeah>. me something <laughs> yeah. I mean I mean if you know they've hired this polygrapher to be a me- a measure a check and balance that's one way they can you know Well if you know the offense is going to run a certain play in football if you and you're not supposed to know it but you know it you're the Patriots How do you how do you <laughs> How do you not defend it? Like, do you just say, oh, well, I'm not supposed to know it, so I'm Kinda just not going to defend it? You know? I mean, the information the information is obtained, and your job is to go out there and catch the maximum amount of fish that you can catch? Yeah. Well, that's that's the question. That's the, I, point, I mean, that's I mean, the point of this whole debate, yeah. is if you know the dude that's winning's up there, and you've caught nothing, do you go up there and challenge yeah. him for that water? to regain points or catch fish? Or do you say, you know, ah, oh, shit, I missed it. I can't go up there. He, you know, got its winnings up there. That's wrong. That's the whole, that's, yeah. the whole, that's this whole. That's the debate. That's the debate. Yeah. That's this whole yeah. debate of the second episode, you know? Yeah. Some, guys, <laughs> some guys think, you know, shit, I got to compete. I got to win. I got to make red crest. I got to make some money. I'm going up there. I don't care. Other guys, maybe they don't think that, you know? Let's do a round table. Riz, all right or not all right with it? I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't be able to, like, even if I even if I went up there and I caught him and I won the tournament, I wouldn't feel good about myself after doing it. So no, wouldn't. Mike, I know you're. A... I I didn't do it. 
I yeah, didn't do that's it. That's it. Pete. <laughs> it's not that I wouldn't do it. I didn't do it. <laughs> what about you, Pete? Uh, the, I was uh, leading the uh, one of the Bassmaster tournaments, and Takahiro Mori ran into me in, in one of the spots I was in, and he bumped into me, and I hadn't seen anybody else there, and he and he recognized it was me, and he came right up, and he's like, he's like, all right, I, I'm leaving. You know, I, I know you're winning the tournament. I'm going to leave the area. I'm going to leave it to you. And and I thought that was awesome. I thought that was incredibly sportsmanlike. And uh, and I've returned that favor to to a lot of different guys. Um, you know, this is a particular situation, man. I I'm telling you, like I have decided to. You know, I found out a better pattern. Um, my pattern's not working. I've changed, and I've run into, you know, guys that are doing really well in the tournament. But I do. I give them the water. I've given them the. I've given up the water to to the leaders in the tournament as a courtesy. Quick rebuttal it. question to something you alluded to. Do you prefer your Takahiro Omori with or without the adult braces? I like him with. <laughs> I like him with too. With definitely with. Talk with. Yeah, talk wit. Brian, yes, I know I know you're you're probably a big no, right? You ain't no, of course those. not. Of course yeah. not. Nah. Okay. Come on, stock you're taking that information. You're going right in. Oh how 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 could I? And and on top of that, how could I stay there after the day one leader shows up and t- uh, but yeah. I'm not there. Maybe Zach I've didn't watched, say anything to him. I've watched Brian turn around in a situation like that. You're damn right. I've watched him do it. I'm, Dude, I'm, we, I'm, we, I'm going to give Brian credit. 30 miles down the river. We've taken a huge run into Delaware, and we had a guy ahead of us, and Brian gave it to him. I, I, I was actually like, fuck him. Let's go. We, we came <laughs> too far, but Brian turned around. Yeah, I'll see, give it to him. Well, I think that's I think, a one-day <laughs> tournament, though, right? The point a, is, we, we took that to us. Here, that that was go, an MLF event. Dude, I'm going to go other know? side of the. I'm going to go slightly other side of the coin here for a second. If if I'm fishing in a one day tournament, right, and in practice, I know I found the same stuff that somebody else found. You never really know, but go ahead. Well, it, it well, okay. So so I, I show up to a spot, right, and I know in my heart that I did not find that spot by looking at another boat on it. I know that I found it by through my own efforts. I may start in that same same area or fish that same stuff. I'll give the person space, but if I know that I didn't I didn't poach that spot by looking at somebody else catching fish on it, I think it changes things in, in that aspect sure. because. Because right. in, in a one-day event where you both had the same practice time and you practiced it, you were there by yourself, that guy practiced it, he was there by himself, well, you both put in the work and you both found the spot, you share the spot. Of yeah, course, so right? w- we may have learned of that spot through surreptitious means. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, hmm, I showed your friend and now you sons of bitches are here, so we turned around. <laughs> yeah, I can speak to that. <laughs> if, I, if, if I had advice sure. for Zach in that situation is when I pull up, and I confront the, and the guy says, I didn't know you were fishing in here. And I, I would have said, you know, I'm fishing in here now. Get out. <laughs> Leave it to me. You know, I'm leading the tournament. Communicate. True. Yeah. Ask for what you want and, and try to get action that way. Yeah. And this makes me think of the situation with Carl and, um, and Boyd. Boyd Ducky. Yeah. Boyd Ducky. It happened a number of years ago, and, and you know, 
I think Carl will look back and say, you know, he could have handled, he could have addressed Boyd more directly on on day one or day two when when Boyd was camped on top. And of Boyd OG'd him. Day, yeah, he camped on day one leaders stuff, and um, <laughs> and I think it's Carl takes some responsibility for not. He was young, you know, yeah. and 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 not as experienced. So it's so hard. You're not at your best self. Your adrenaline is fired up. You're redlining. You know, you're wheeling up to your spot. It's not going your way. Somebody's there. I mean, it's so hard to find good communication skills. It does skills. not affect your fishing very good, usually, either. When, when, you, when you pull up on something, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking out of my ass here. Like, I, I can't even begin to speak on this with, with you guys. But, like, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say just yesterday, I pulled up on stuff that I've been fishing. And there's somebody else dead nuts on top of my 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 numbers. And sure enough, the first two bites of the day, I drop them. You know, I had choice words with, you know, I had choice words before I even made my first cast when I saw the person there. And, you know, to my own fault, I let it get in my head. And it, it, it straight up, I think it affected my fishing. And it's... It's one of those things. you got to communicate and try and keep your head. Just to let everybody know, if you're fishing the Chester County Bassmaster uh, event next Saturday, I GPSed everyone out on the big flat. <laughs> 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 I have all your spots. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had Lane Johnson with me. What were you going to say? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that big Viking, big Viking with... Dude, he had his shirt off. Dude, his, his one tit is like yeah. that giant. Dude. Viking with Daisy Dukes on sitting I mean, on the boat. Dude, he's a huge human being. <laughs> it was impossible to miss on the dude, boat when you were going the, across the, the flat. The funniest thing is, so, Pete, we fished. This is a great story. We fished. I, and I didn't want to get in nobody's way. So after they didn't bite around the ramp, which is the off-limits, the only other place I could think of is up in the rocks. So I literally I took my boat further than I've ever been the upper Susquehanna. Nobody is up there, thank God. We fished, and we caught a couple, you know? Any smallmouth? We caught some smallmouth. Yeah. We caught small some little, little brown ones. And Lane, Lane ends up catching a good one up there. That's like a four-pounder. Smallmouth? A uh, largemouth. Okay. Caught a big largemouth up there. He catches this four-pounder, and he swings it in. Or actually, I think I lipped it for him. I'm like, fuck, I found a good one. You know, it's like weird that where he caught it. And I'm like, let's get a picture, you know? And so his buddy, you know, his handler had the camera, and, you know, I was standing next to him with the <laughs> thumbs up. And I, it's funny because I took a couple pictures, and I'm like, oh, I'll make a post about it. When yes. I got back and looked at it, dude, the fish looked like it was like a pound and a half. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God it was a four pound. And <laughs> it looked this big. Because he's next so big. Yeah. yeah. Such yeah, like, a huge human. What did you look like, like next to him? Yeah, his face was I the size of his belly button. He's like, <laughs> ice, ice right here, and there's his Lane's belly button. Did I was lit like like in his belly button. Like you were hanging between his legs. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, Mike's big eye and fish again. No, nah, he's just, that's Everybody's Lane Johnson holding it. He's a big man. He's a big man. Trent Cole was fishing by me. Um, you know, he, he pulled in on me. And, <laughs> <laughs> did, you give him, did you give him a piece of your mind, Pete? <laughs> Yeah, well, no, I, I didn't. <laughs> Let them off. I opted. Uh, I opted. Out. <laughs> no, no. It, it, I mean, it, we're all fishing in the same area, and he's and uh and I, I said hi to him. But anyway, the um he comes in behind me, and like I'm fishing down this edge, and he start he's fishing, and he and he hangs into one, and 
I swear he's watching Mike Iaconelli training videos. Because <laughs> he's running back on the back deck, and he's yeah. he's like, you know, he's a giant human. Yeah. And but he looks like you, like he's so like athletic, like he's just firing around the boat. He just he's behaving just like you do. And <laughs> that's so cool. I would love to have seen that. That's man. awesome. Two hundred. I wish I, I might have it. I might have it. I had the GoPro run, and I don't uh, know if it's please find in, that Gluzik. in in his direction. That's cool. We'll, we'll have to go back and see. But uh, that was pretty funny. It was pretty fun watching him. I, yeah, I watched him catch a couple within vicinity of me. Um, Everybody like everybody around us was catching them, so yeah. it, was, yeah. it, was, it sounds like fun. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, you were stuck with the corpse? Yeah, Brian, the we were, Brian and Dave were watching dead fish float <laughs> to the surface. What's that river in Ohio? The one in the Erie that kind of the begins with a sea, whatever the river of death they called it. Oh the my river god, of fire, whatever. Oh my god. Yeah. So uh, I was thinking, like, if MLF had been covering your event yesterday. The, their sizzle sizzle reel from the day's event would have would have shown pictures of like Dave like like holding holding his rod kind of like slack down at his side like pointing up into somebody's yard at, <laughs> at, at their shrubbery or, or or what kind of shutters or the you hedges know, hedges and tell me about the hedges and, yeah. the size of the hole on the birdhouse determines the bird make a cast and then the <laughs> he just, hey gonna use that hey you weaponize that on me. you just told me you just, you just weaponize that on me i was telling your wife about that down there you're gonna weaponize my, my advice that ain't even right dude are oh, you talking about Ren? Ha- Ren he Howard? got a nice gift. He got a nice gift. I and did get I asked Becky nice what the dimension of the hole was because that determines what bird gets in there. This is true. You know, and, and then you can weaponize that when no, I'm trying to be helpful. I just <laughs> weaponized it. I just wanted to use weaponize. You're weaponizing all. words. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, Brian don't seem to complain about the observations when I'm making fun of people that he don't like. You know? <laughs> <laughs> then it's great. Then it's like, oh, let me text everyone what you just said about his beard. You know, like <laughs> yeah. now all of a sudden because I want, yeah, whatever. Oh, <laughs> man. I'm not going to make no more jokes. All right, Pete, this is the part of the show where we're going to open up a mystery tackle box, of course. And we've got some new ones. There you go. Uh, Brian, get a little zoomage of that beautiful, look at that beautiful seal right there. Normally, I have a pen oh, I pop it with. Pete's but Pete's got one, too. I'll just, uh, Pete's, Pete's I'll just try to pry this one open. Like, oh, God. That's the best part of it right there, that noise, that sound. And we're going to do an unboxing here right now. I'm going to take one. I'm going to pass it over to Dave. And uh, let's see. Oh, I see some interesting baits here. Uh, let's go with uh, – oh, I'm going to go with this one. I like this one. Pass that on to Dave. Okay, and then – this is, by the way, this is a Mystery Tackle uh, Pro Box, the black box. Um, what I love about the Pro Box is you're going to see some really cutting edge, off the wall, borderline different stuff. Borderline mm. different. And this <laughs> is. Uh, borderline different personality. Yeah, but listen to this one. This is actually a cool bait. This is a buzz bait by Booyah, and it's called a squelcher. This happens to be a half ounce. Look at the size of that blade. Riz, look at the size Huge. of that blade. Brian Carpenter. Look at the size of that blade. I'll give you a close-up yep. right there. Giant oversized blade yeah. um, and Love a flat that. head and a flat head on this thing. Huh. I like the looks of it. Definitely, I think it's going to lift well. I think it's going to have a lot of noise. I, would never, I don't think I would ever buy a buzz bait with a blade that big, but 
I've got one now. Yeah, I'm gonna throw this out in the flats this week. It I'm looks like it around. looks like the buzz bait that Jason Christie was throwing way in the back of Timber Creek. Oh, did it have a big blade like it, that? It was it it was a big old buzz bait wow. that he was slinging. There you go. I I actually picked up that buzz bait because of the size of the blade. I love how slow you can fish it. Have you fished this one? I haven't fished it. I fished ones like it that aren't made anymore. Yeah, and I'm looking for a replacement. Huh. And that's the cl- that's one of the closest replacements that I've found. Wow. Okay. All right, Dave. What do you got, dude? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You didn't see this, or you would have grabbed it. Oh, it I was, saw it. It was pressed. To, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna one up it. So, I have some kind of like swim worm with a buzz bait tail on the back mm. of it. I've yeah. never yeah. seen this because I'm out of the game. But that mu- that might have played if you got the fish low tide like some of the other guys. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Pete, needlefish. Pete, our Walking Dead weren't coming up to the top water. Yeah. We we hooked them in the face while they were laying half dead <laughs> on the bottom. <laughs> All right. Now this this is neat. It's uh it's called wow. the motorboat because I'm a motorboat and MFer. By 13 fishing, this is really wow, cool. 13 making so baits, to huh? describe it, I mean, it looks almost looks like a sluggo with about a four out. Offset going through it with a little tiny micro <clears throat> buzz bait tail on the back. It's a pretty rad looking bait. <clears throat> Stukel with the yawning wow. on the microphone. Right, I'm going to pass it over. Why, uh, Pete, what do you got there? Give us one. I got, I got thing to do there. This is the Vexan Deep Thud. It's a big square bill. Ooh. And the reason why I'm, bringing, why I'm bringing this up is because I didn't get a chance to do this uh, during the tournament because the grass bite was just so steady. But I love throwing big square bills down the flats this time of year. Yeah. On hard cover, uh, in particular, like wood, blowdowns, docks, that kind of stuff. That yeah. big thumping square bill. Those fish start like the white perch get around the hard cover and the yeah. current up, and that big square bill catches them. So this caught my eye. Ooh. Ooh I, like it. I like good. it. What kind of uh, like to expand on that, Pete? What kind of what kind of stuff would you fish? You talking about like docks? You talking about laydowns? What are you talking about? Yeah, the the current based docks. I like to fish this time of year with yeah. a crank, you know, and uh-huh. and, and it kind of goes on for the next month or so. But uh, you start seeing school, white perch, yeah, uh, you know, moving around that stuff, and yeah. and the and, and the big you know big size bass get on them and start eating those white perch, and they mm. for whatever reason they. I mean, that square bill is perfect for that scenario, yep. you know, when it happens. And when it's not happening, I mean, it's like ghosts. There's nothing there. Right. But, then, you know, then suddenly every place you fish that, that has current breaks on it, you know, that square bill's the deal. Wow. Interesting. Very interesting. I like it. Brian the Carpenter, what do you got? I got a jig, yo. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yo. I got a jig. Little called the juice jig Guggenbaits juice. juice jig uh yes. i don't know it's got a kind of funky head on it looks like it might stand up i dig the colors uh and some big bite soft plastics little beaver style bait actually make a good trailer for that too so that's what's up man mystery tackle box mystery tackle box like christmas to your door once a month <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on uh, you, Mike. But the uh, I want to make sure that we give John and Tom me uh, a Bash University care package. Riz, you. I want to hook them up with the new uh, the new Bash University camo hat and some other cool stuff. So let let's get them on the list and and thank. I want to thank them very much for you know all their great comments about Bash University and yes. and and 
be their father and son. We still have the Father's Day promotion going on right now. And it's it's a seventy dollar gift pack full of great Bashy swag to come over and join the Bash University program annually. And um, you know, I just wanna make sure Riz, we'll catch up this week. Make I wanna just reach out to those guys and uh and get those guys hooked up. Thanks guys for all the great words. I like it. I like it. Um Riz, let's give away a prize package. You wanna do that? Let's do it. Uh, Here it goes. Uh, If you were watching along with us on Facebook tonight uh, and you did the like and share, thank you for participating. Now it's time to give away this amazing Ike Live gift bag. Who do you got, Riz? For the legendary, world-renowned Ike Live gift bag, tonight's winner is Caleb Spire. Congratulations, Caleb Caleb Spire. Caleb Spire, you are a winner. You got an Ike Live gift bag coming your way. Thank you very much. I uh, want to thank uh, the guests, too, Brian. We had a good show tonight. Of course, Pete just mentioned it. Uh, John and Tom, Nee, thank you guys for coming on. It was awesome. Great father and son team that won. Also, thank you to Zach Burge, right in the middle of a tournament, practicing for a tournament when his boat caught on fire. Mm. He still uh, carved out time for us. Appreciate that, And uh, great interview until Nadrian came on. And yeah. And created a lot of dead air. Jumped Thanks for coming on, Nate. Dead air, you know. We, I made everybody laugh in here. And you're <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that, Adrian. Uh, also want to remind you that all the Ike Live sponsors, go to IkeLive.com. Use the promo code IkeLive, and you're going to get discounts on everything. Liquid Mayhem, Flambo, MTB, Real Snot, Dr. Squatch, Primal Urge Foods. <laughs> you were waiting for that, weren't you? Uh, Tech Warehouse, Tate Marine. Uh, go to the website, use the promo code. You're going to get some free stuff. What else we got? What else we got tonight? Uh, we got uh, Bass University Tuesday night. Oh, BU yeah, this we got Tuesday? Her. We got BU this Tuesday. Yes. We have uh, uh, Brian Schmidt. Brian Schmidt's coming on to yep. talk fish in the grass, swim jigs, and a fisheries biologist, a, an aquatic vegetation specialist, Can't and a wait tournament angler. Yeah. Tim Holland. Man. John Holland. John Holland. John Holland. <laughs> yeah. With a red Trans Am. Bob Ross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's it's gonna be a good show, man. I I love the the science aspect of uh, uh what this dude's gonna bring to it. Yeah. And then we're gonna back that up with Brian Schmidt right after that. It's Talking dope. grass. It's pretty bam, dope. bam. It's pretty dope. Uh, I want to thank everybody for watching. Well, when is the next? Hey. Yeah, Pete. What do you got? What What was you? The smallest limit went out to McGraw and yeah. Tom. What was it? Like nine pounds. Oh. Nine pounds. Yeah. Nice. I didn't even yeah. think they lived do you in think there. Yeah. Like McGraw, do, you, do you think McGraw, like, I think McGraw probably couldn't keep his eye off Tom's spit water bottle the entire day <laughs> with all that tobacco. He was worried. Just waiting That's for what it was. spill on his new ski. That's what it was. Bass cat. Bass cat. But yeah, he was worried. Dude, the funny thing is, John came up to me in the morning. And I, I give John credit, though. John finds some great patterns, and he's great at finding fish. He is, he is good. He'll put you over top of a ton of Dude, he leads the league in, their, in co-angler wins. More yeah. co-anglers in the nation have won a John's boat than yeah, anybody. Right. But yeah. uh, he came up to me. He, was, he finds the schools. He just backs up to them. He was stoked, dude. He, <laughs> he was very excited. He told me. He said he found some areas out on the flat that he won at high tide, which was very, very interesting. You know, Because you hear most guys say, I, I don't want the high water. I want the low water. I want to compress, you know, the All fish. Right, talk to me why. I don't know. I mean, he said he said he found – he didn't tell me why. He just said, I got some high water areas. But how so was he fishing them? He said he was square billing them. See, that's the problem I have with it. Square billing them, he uh, said. Pete, what do you think of that? Uh, I, I've been successful in June on a square bill. I Not have done that. Not on the grass flat and high tide? Uh, I, 
the high, I don't know about the tide scenario, but yeah, the, the square can be a really big tool when they're when the bluegill and the perch are up there in that grass. The square bill can catch them. Yeah, it's just from what I saw, and I, I don't fish it nearly as much as all you guys except Dave. Dave, <laughs> I put more time in there than you ever did. Yeah, true, but not okay. in the last twenty years. Um, but my my observation was high tide is, is everybody picks up the spinner rod mm. and starts dragging the bottom. Yeah, it's funny because you know there's yeah. been many times when at high tide I pick up my flipping stick, okay, and, and with a big big bait, and that gets you through the high tide. Well, listen, John caught nine pounds, so I mean when the grass <laughs> when the grass gets real thick and matted up, sometimes high tide. For me, sometimes high tide can be the best because it instead of those stalks laying all the way over, they start to stand up a little bit with that rising water, and you can get that that chatterbait or that spinnerbait to get actually through the grass. Where, yeah, it, I, I, but I'm talking about yesterday. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you right now. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. If me and Derek Parker get to fish till five o'clock in the afternoon, we win that tournament. Yeah. 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 I'd like to say the same thing. Me yeah. too. But, I mean, if Donovan McNabb didn't throw an interception to to, to, to the barber uh, the last uh, game in the vet, you know, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. I don't know yeah. what we're talking about. <laughs> Sean, Sean, Sean hashtags McDonald's gift card. Oh, my God. <laughs> I lost a couple dollars on that game. No, like $75. You went right out of my pocket. I was in a 700 level watching that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Dave. god take us home oh my god all right uh listen i want to thank everybody for tuning in uh we're gonna have another one coming up here i think in a week or so yeah. we're, we're gonna find out we have another one coming up <laughs> sounds good uh, let me end it with this felt very very good to have everybody back in studio and pete i know you're you're gonna be back here sooner or later so can't wait to have you back um, great show, great energy. Want to thank everybody for watching. Last but not least, happy Father's Day to everybody. Yeah, happy watching. Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Day everybody. Hey, as soon as the cameras are off, we're going to do a group hug. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> we're going to break the six foot distancing. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hi. Today we're going chest to chest in the Dr. Squatch lather test. On that half of Mike's impressive chest, we're rubbing them down with three name brand bars. The result? A sad, milky film of disappointment. How's that feel, Mike? You see, Big Soap cuts corners and strips out all the sudsy goodness in order to make production cheaper. But not Dr. Squatch. Don't worry, Mike. Dr. Squatch soap retains all the natural ingredients, which creates a rich, foamy lather, leaving your skin healthy, soft, and clean. Ooh, looks like Squatch is taking over this peck party. How do you feel now, Mike? Dr. Squatch Natural Soap. When we say it lathers, it f***ing lathers. You deserve glorious lather. Take the lather challenge for yourself today. Four and a half inch drop shot worm. Bama bug. Finesse jig, PB&J. Give me something hard. Hey, KVD here. I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three-aught, no, four-aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerkbait and a stickbait. 
But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about Calculus. And he knows a lot about Calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, four places to throw a frog, exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass, and how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. Oh. Is he in my pocket? This time of year, I definitely recommend putting a little bit of this on your soft plastics, too. There he is. Another one. Next cast. And that would be number six. I'm addicted. I'll admit it. I'm, I'm straight addicted. It might be bigger. Think so? on your crappy jig and look where the stripers get it you can't even see it man that might be a keeper <laughs> 